Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. Oof. Barely June anymore. It's so crazy. It's the last possible June we can have. Like, not in a, that sounded bleak. I don't mean it like that. Well, I'm sure we'll have June <laughs> oh, next God. year. What have you heard? We don't know, though. I mean, geez. Oh, this, is a bad, this is where it's we're a, at It's now. a poor start. Nothing's better. Lee's not here, so I'll give Lee fans a chance to turn the radio mm. station now. It's true. To Are go we, listen to something else. We're still going to, like, mention his thing, I guess. The, yeah. The, the thing. I don't want to, like, jump forward already, but. Lee is, as anyone who, anyone who organizes anything before a pandemic realizes how difficult it is and when you're doing a little podcast it's kind of like you do what you can and sometimes <laughs> i work around eric's schedule or yeah. eric works around mine but then if you try like to get to like three or four people mm. and it basically as we speak i believe lee is picking up his daughter from work and then has oh, to God. go home his daughter works that's so weird to think yeah too. Was, there's still like a picture of her as a child in the candy oh, bar for sure. like <laughs> And like just in these ten years, like I think she's fifteen or six to go that decade of I have known her for between say five and fifteen. Yeah, that's enormous. So, Unky Josh. Oh god, it's so crazy. <laughs> Any, anytime someone asks me, or I forget because I have so many kind of little fake nephews and nieces, be like, "How old is so and so?" And I'm and I kind of like I don't know. They're this big and can yeah. walk. Like not, I, I'm not I good with things like that. And it's like I think you know they're between four and eight or between like. <laughs> Nine and twelve. People like, are perpetually the same age for me for at least fifteen years. So yes. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to know. So yeah, leaves off being a father, which always impedes on harsh extracurricular activities. We almost had a back-to-back Lee cast in a way. Like I don't Maybe think we've. Next ever, time. I, I think we've only had two with him, with the three of us that I can remember. It's just tough. And then now, where our schedule kind of went, where we took advantage of it and we're recording. During the day when you would have been working in a day job or I might have been busy here (laughs) or something. When I was being paid to not work. And now we've skewed to after hours work. It's not the same. Who knows what the future holds. (laughs) I'm bummed out from it, you know, but like, you know, we're doing what we can. You know, we're the little podcast that could. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. (laughs) Just the other day, who was I talking to? Somebody brought it up and was like, said, oh, I listened to the podcast. And I was like. I'm always kind of taken aback. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Really? You're like, which one? <laughs> Even though I see numbers on the internet that tell me that people are listening, I'm always just like, ah, those are all bots. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, weird time or not time jumps, but like number jumps sometimes where like, oh, yeah. it'll just even like the day of within like three hours or something. Sometimes there'll be like 50 listens or like 60 listens or something like that. And I'm just like, what? Like, who is this? And sometimes I notice now that the podcast cliche is to, Go online and write a nice review of us and retweet us and yeah. say nice That's things on That's just an impression of you. Oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> but I have noticed new faces giving us the thumbs up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. So... That's just like dominoes, right? Like, oh, mm. if that person has retweeted it on their Facebook. Maybe somebody else has noticed and been like, oh, I like the Mayfair. And yeah. kind of. And it's like anything else when you're doing something like this, whether you're in a band or you're a photographer or whatever, you could be years deep and then someone goes oh you have a fill in the blank and that's what this is where everyone swallows someone's like oh mayfair has a podcast yeah it's like how could you not know if you if you just stumble on any of the mayfair social media once a week there's a blurb saying we have a new podcast but yeah sometimes people are like wow you have a podcast i've told the same people at work different times and every time they're shocked where i'm just like oh you're going to do the podcast and they're like oh you do a podcast i'm like i've literally told you yeah multiple times Let's talk about some Lee stuff just because who knows when he'll be 
back. We hope we're gonna maybe rip soon. on him, right? Like, yeah, just a Lee roast. <laughs> Can't stop us now. But he did an interesting thing, and if he's back in a week or ten weeks, he'll <laughs> talk about it. Maybe if we remember. That's the other thing too. Talk about things while they're fresh, because you'll forget. Yes, everything keeps going. So what happened? The long and short of it, you could find links on our Facebook page, but essentially it came up that, and I don't know what instigated it, but a bunch of nerds were like. <laughs> That's always the instigator, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bunch of nerds. This is a positive story. Right. This we, could go horribly wrong. We are geek nerds types ourselves. Yeah. We're not here to judge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody said that they thought there was a line of dialogue at the end of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that was removed. <laughs> the most beloved Indiana Jones film. Well, that's my favorite part about this is that <laughs> I just I just don't like getting yelled at. I just don't want to get yelled at, whether it be for something we put up like... We put up a Spike Lee quote on the marquee, which is, you know, there's no controversy there. Like, we support Black Lives Matters. Or we're playing some weird movie or we're doing whatever. I just don't want to get yelled at. And I just didn't want to get a bunch of people online yelling at me about Crystal Skull. This was just a thing. It was, I guess the thought was maybe because, maybe it's on Disney+. Plus. It came back, for some reason, Crystal Skull came back into the geek zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. And said that Lucas or Spielberg, whatever, removed a line when it was put onto DVD. And the line was something like, not yet, Junior, when Shia LaBeouf took the hat. Yeah. So by crazy happenstance, we have a 35 millimeter print of that movie on hand. We don't have a ton of movies. There's often a misconception that a theater like ours has like a thousand 35 millimeter prints and that's what we're screening. That's not true. We have a handful. We have a few dozen now, maybe. So he got Marcus, our current techie guy and former full-time projectionist, to slap on that reel of film and Marcus explained it a bit in the YouTube video you can watch of saying like why this film is different and why it's unedited and why it couldn't have been messed with because it's all the soundtrack is in the film Mm -hmm. and they put up on the big screen and there was no line so Mm. George Lucas did not mess with it but it was an interesting thing an interesting little kind of YouTube thing of seeing how film works and sound works and how everything and a couple of couple of naysayers got on there and said Oh, well, couldn't people have seen a rough cut of the film or a work print that would have been at like a test screening? (laughs) But Spielberg doesn't do test screenings, really. Yeah. And plus, so even if that was true, say some people saw it at a test screening, there were changes. Many people said it as if they saw it like just at the multiplex, including someone I know. So they were proven incorrect. So, but that's an interesting thing of just the Mandela effect, Mm -hmm. where even if it was that somebody saw it at a weird rough cut screening and then it was changed for the theatrical release. That means people, including someone I know, were brainwashed into thinking, oh, I saw this on the big screen. I saw that line of dialogue. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing of the internet and of false memories and of half-truths, all kinds of stuff around pop culture like that. Like Berenstein, Berenstein Bears. Exactly that, Yeah. yeah. It has the term the Mandela effect. Why was it the Mandela effect? I forget the exact... I know it's about Mandela. Yeah, I honestly can't remember. I forgot the term till, till this all came up, and then we didn't research it quickly enough. No. <laughs> I, I don't like break the flow by Googling, but yeah. you at home can Google it. It's around a historical point around Nelson Mandela that people have diverging memories of. 
so the Berenstein Bears one was what? Like some people remember it spelt Berenstein or something like that? It, it's Yeah, like Stein, uh, T-E-I-N is how most, almost the whole world seems to remember it. But it was actually Stain the whole time. Right. And even me, like I, I, I mean, well, I was a kid, so I don't know, but still, like, I'm like maybe I couldn't even read. Who knows? But yeah, <laughs> but I was, I was pretty sure it was Stein as well. I, I, but it, it wasn't apparently. No, I it, still don't know what to think about that one. I look at it from almost a well, because I, I love, I love multiverses and yeah. those kind of stories. And there's a thing in DC Comics called Flashpoint, where the long and short of it is, the Flash ran back in time, saved his mum, and in mm. doing that good deed wrecked everything like a bit like superman turning the world exactly or or even like back to the future when when marty kind of went back and forth and there Mm -hmm. was weird events i kind of jokingly think like that of because we have different memories of things like that it's there was some blip in the time space continuum and you're remembering the alternate universe yeah because yeah it's always and there's people who will like go to their grave being like no i remember this yeah i have kind of a, a reverse mandela effect where forever between the ages of three and 10 or whatever, you know, way before the internet and all that stuff, I genuinely thought that this Boba Fett animated story that I had seen was a dream. Like as a, as a four-year-old, I saw Empire Strikes Back and then had a dream of a Boba Fett animated series. And then I thought, oh, it's because a few years later, Boba Fett showed up in episodes of the Droid Saturday Morning Cartoon. Oh, yeah. So that wrecked my memory again. And because it was way before internet and way before social media interaction of nerds, it wasn't until well after that I found out about the Star Wars Holiday Special having an animated Boba Fett thing in it. <laughs> and it blew my mind. I was like, oh, I wasn't remembering wrong. Yeah, because you wouldn't. When did you see the Holiday Special? Like, not live. No, I saw it years later. I think I heard about it first, but then I didn't see it till years later. Lee would host Christmas screenings. Oh, yeah. At a bar here in Ottawa. So I didn't see it till I was early 20s, probably. Somewhere around then, late teens, early 20s, when the internet hit, I probably heard about the holiday special. But Mm. for a long time, I thought I convinced myself it was a false memory. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, it's real. Huh. Memory's a weird thing with pop culture like that. People will swear they saw a cut scene of a movie or a TV episode that just never happened. Yeah. That just was like, it wasn't a thing. And they'll be like, oh, I swear I saw this scene in the movie. And you're like, are you sure you didn't maybe read the comic book adaptation or read a novelization or see a DVD cut scene? Write your own script. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I thought. You know, my thought is that that line probably did exist in a shooting script of the Indiana Jones movie. Like it's possible that one of the revisions, because I mean, they rewrote that so many times. Like that doesn't explain why people think they saw it, of course. But, you know, I was pretty big into it's a whole other rabbit hole of gross now, but I was into Ain't It Cool News at that time. And I remember that they were following stuff a lot. And like there was a lot of discussion about things coming out and like leaks and whatever like that. And even and script reviews was a pretty big and still kind of is a pretty big thing, I guess. And there's a lot of alternate scripts. And we talk about that, too, with movie or uh, book adaptations, you know, where they have different things that weren't that were in an earlier script, but aren't in the movie. And so, like, that's kind of where I reconcile some of this, because I could totally have seen that line being written initially. Then they're like, ah, that's not that doesn't work. You know, that's not really great. But again, it doesn't really explain why people are sure they saw it. I'm sure those aren't people who were like reading all this stuff like mm, script spoilers dot com. But like, I remember being a kid and someone in my class i don't know how old it would have been i think i was like i think i was seven when et came out and it was like a couple years later and i remember this kid 
and I don't think he was lying on purpose, was swearing up and down that he saw a sequel to E.T. And even at that young age, I knew there was a sequel book, like not a novelization, but a sequel book to E.T. And that's really the only spinoff. Like there's never been an animated series or a comic book series. That's insane that there hasn't been, by the way. (laughs) I I know, yeah. Like if you look at everything else Spielberg related, like Jaws, Poltergeist, there's sequels or there's spinoffs or there's stuff, there's expanded universe. So I remember being, even as a kid, and I was talking to this other kid and being like, well, there's a book, and but he swore he saw the movie. Was, but that was his false memory where yeah. he, he read that book or his parents read that book to him. A couple years went by. Kids have weird memories, you know, forget things pretty fast or mm-hmm. kind of falsify things. And he thought he saw the sequel. For me, like when people are telling me a story, for example, like I picture it in my head like a movie or a TV show or something. Like that's just how so, so I'm able to like remember memories of stuff that didn't happen to me. Like my, my wife will tell me, like describe something. And it's like, I'm sure the people I'm picturing are, look nothing like the people she's talking about. But right. that's just how I just visualize things. So I think, especially for a kid, that makes a lot of sense. If there was a sequel book, your parents read it to you, you're going to picture it in your head, you know? And like, yeah. but then to just con- forget that, you know, like you're like oh yeah i concocted that entire thing Mm." it's almost like when you're a kid i still have this where you're you're way nicer to pop culture and you think something is amazing and then you might see it as a grown-up and go like oh that wasn't amazing yeah and so but you have this memory and you'll be defensive of it and be like no that was great yeah. And you're like, oh, no, that wasn't so great. There's a lot of cartoons like that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like somebody was besmirching Hanna-Barbera. I feel where it was a podcast where they said, well, no, Hanna-Barbera's never been good. It is just kind of, it is nostalgic. It's never been good. It's kind of true, like, especially quality. I mean, you, you look at Warner Brothers Looney Tunes yeah. or those Superman cartoons from the 30s. Oh, those are the animations. Crazy. Or even Batman animated series that came after. But you look at, at Hanna-Barbera, and they weren't trying very hard. But I still love them. I still love a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, it is true. Like, I mean, if I can separate myself from it, they're all pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, you're like, they're, I mean, who needs, like, 10 seasons of Flintstones or Jetsons? You know, like, you're just like, okay, I get it at this point. But those those knockoff ones are hilarious, though. The ones that, uh, like, Saturday morning cartoons they're that the we best. show here. You're just like what is this show? Like, it's clearly, that's Scooby-Doo, but uh, but purple. And that's, you know, like George Jetson, but, you know, with a black hat or something. I just recently told somebody about, because I love Archie Comics and Josie and the Pussycats mm-hmm. and the live-action Josie and the Pussycats movie. And I told somebody about Josie and the Pussycats in outer space. And they were like, uh. that's not real. And I was like, no, like, Hanna-Barbera. And most of the, with the exception of Flintstones and Jetsons and a couple like that, there's a lot that we have, again, a false memory that they were on forever. Yeah. But they weren't on forever. They were just rerun forever. And there's some shows like Josing the Pussycats in Outer Space. That's one season that maybe like 20 episodes. Yeah. You could tell they were just like, man, it, to be a writer in that day, there was one where it was Fred and Barney and Shmoo. Remember Shmoo, the little like shape-shifting white kind of oh, creature? Yeah. And it was like, yeah, Fred and Barney is cops. There was one in my, oh my like God. very young days. Some of this might not have been Hanna-Barbera, but it was the same type of companies. Yeah. When they took inexplicably Happy Days and made it into a time-traveling show. Oh, my God. And it actually had Henry Winkler and Ron Howard doing the voices, but it only lasted one year. And they had one where it was Laverne and Shirley as soldiers. Oh lasted one God. year. One with 
Gilligan's Island, where they went into outer space. That one I remember. And one there's year. a treasure treasure planet one too that was yeah. Treasure Island, but in space. There's so many. There's so many animated series between I would say I would say maybe sixty five to ninety five that were just one offs. Dude, did you remember Yo Yogi? That was when oh that was in God. the mid nineties where Yogi went from Jellystone Park to Jellystone Mall and he was still like doing his thing and and they they do it was like almost a hip hoppy type theme song, but it was like little white kids singing it. So oh, no. so, so they were just like <laughs> Yo Yogi Yo from Jellystone Park to Jellystone Mall, Yo Yogi Yo, Yo Yogi, let's go. And it's like that just stuck in my head forever. I don't remember anything about the show beyond that, just that stupid theme song. And it was just like why, like they're just reaching here. They're like, oh, uh, uh, kids seem to be enjoying this hip hop these days. We oh, better sure. pump out Yogi Bear. But, but he's got flavor now, you know. Or to put it on a cinematic turn, when Saturday morning cartoons, and I don't know who was first, but there was a number that were based off of R-rated movies. Yeah. I remember RoboCop, Rambo, not a movie specifically, but Chuck Norris, who yeah. when he started was these real rough r-rated violent movies and police academy which started as an r-rated comedy Mm -hmm. and they all had saturday morning cartoons that's weird (laughs) even even like the like dumb and dumber cartoon like it wasn't r-rated but i mean it's pretty like risque for kids and then that would that was the mask cartoon again like not restricted but just these weird and ace ventura like there was all these like that was the thing jim carrey clearly not involved in any of them no but they were just horrific i remember them pumping out that stuff and you get a guy that's just like a pet detective's work is never done and you're like okay is this snagglepuss voicing this like what what's what is this what was the other one? There was there was Bill and Ted. Yeah, that yeah. I think was half decent and actually had Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves doing the voices and it, George Carlin. And that had two seasons, I think, because apparently the first season's great and the second season it was like a different studio that did it. Oh, and, okay. and, and it was just garbage, supposedly. I remember seeing. I must have been first season, but that it was one of those shockingly people put an effort into it. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons, but yeah, I remember that one too. And now, I think it's more difficult now with licenses and rights and everything yeah. like that because ages ago i think they wanted to do a jurassic park saturday morning cartoon but they wanted to use the likenesses of jeff goldblum and sam neill and laura dern mm-hmm. and it would have been too expensive and they wanted to use like john williams theme song yeah. and the character designs of the dinosaur all this kind of stuff that is copyright somebody amble entertainment universal and they just didn't do it because of that. They were like, nope, too expensive. Hmm. So I think that's changed. Because in the past few years, I can't think of Saturday morning cartoons based off of movies as much. Not as much. It, it, it's kind of interesting, the ones that they're doing. Uh, like they did the Starship Troopers. I can't remember if it was a series. They may have done also a series, but they did an animated movie for that. And there's a, the, that new Mortal Kombat one that they just did. And those are like actual like R-rated, more for yeah. adults thing. So it's kind of funny how it's, it's kind of come both ways now. Like you, you've got R-rated cartoons based on R-rated materials, which is just unheard of Like yeah. when we were younger. Like it's just apart from like heavy metal, I guess. But I mean, it's not quite the same thing. They just they didn't really yeah. do that, you know? There was also, I remember, that might have been the last hurrah. Remember there was Godzilla. Yeah. That was like the movie Godzilla, the, the American movie Godzilla, and Men in Black. That was actually oh, like. Jeez, I forgot that. But th- was that's a- like 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah, these are just. That's the thing. Like, you could. You have so much fun just going to like Wiki or Google and just like being like one off cartoons or old cartoons oh, yeah. you don't. You never heard of. And you're just like, what? That was it's- a thing? Yeah. 
like that most of the ones you named uh, like I at least have a passing knowledge of but like i kind of want to check out the happy days time traveling one it's I so mean, good it's it's crazy i, yeah, I can't even imagine well like the the show in the first place was kind of wacky but like that you if know. i ever met ron howard that would be my first question despite his career i'd be like when you did that saturday morning cartoon <laughs> as the time traveling happy day guys because he clearly wasn't directing at that point, right? Like, no, I think this was probably like a contractual obligation, and I, yeah. I bet you they knocked off the voiceovers in like a day. Just like Krusty <laughs> reading off the stuff for the for doll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was one of those like, oh yeah, when you do voices for Pixar, you come back every six months and do rewrites, and you really get into it, and you really they use your character. To, you know, yeah. No, I, I think it was just like. Like we'll we'll get Henry in for one eight hour day and Ron in for one eight hour day. And so probably so much reused animation in that show. I would think. That's my favorite thing about that old animation is just like He Man, which <laughs> I remember when they did the theatrical He Man, hmm. they put little effort into it. It was just kind of like four episodes tagged together onto the big screen, basically. That I believe then they could recut out and make into four episodes of their show. So it kind of had a double up business model. I think it looked a little better, but it was still all the same. Like. That same punch. All the women had the same body. All the men had the same body. Yeah. They were always the same reused kind of spaceships flying around or anything. <laughs> Just saving money every way they could. Yeah. Whereas you look at other animation, it's like, oh, they actually hand drew every frame differently. Yeah. I love the like Spider-Man Rocket Robin Hood ones where they just oh, repurpose God. entire yeah. episodes. It just it's smart and and it's like now funny in a kitsch way, but like as a kid you don't notice that stuff. Like oh, no. who cares? As an adult it's funny you'll watch it and you'll just see these insane continuity errors of like <laughs> Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe is sitting piloting something and then they cut to a group scene and he's in that group as well because yeah. they're from two different episodes and they're quick cuts and they're just like ah they won't notice that snake eyes is in the plane and in the base that's pretty much what they did and they're just like ah kids are stupid well it worked i mean only yeah. you notice because you're there with like you got the horn rim glasses and you're yeah. like hmm you got your running list of stuff snake eyes would not have been in that ship <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all yeah, i'm so confused have you finished watching that, by the way? You were you were watching G.I. Joe, like... No, there's so many. Sequentially. I'm closer to the end of Transformers. Okay. But it's it's the thing. It's the thing I've said before. If anytime someone says there's nothing on, yeah. it's not true. Because, especially now with Disney, Netflix, whatever, there's always new stuff popping up. Yeah. And then plus just stuff I own, like trying to put a dent in watching some Batman 66 every once in a while. Yeah, no, that's just... Actually, I stopped... I, I'm in season two. In the early stages of season two, I was watching it straight for Batman. And then just kind of, yeah, I got distracted with other things. And, yeah. and now I've got like... Yeah, we just moved. And so I've got the projector set up in the basement. And so now I'm thinking of stuff. I'm like, okay, what would I want to like watch, you know, slightly bigger now? And yeah, I mean, 60s Batman is a good call. I didn't even think of that. So the other cool thing that happened in the Mayfair last week, and I can talk about it because I was here. Ooh. is Lee has been... When you do an independent movie, like a true independent movie, it takes forever because you kind of are shooting on weekends and nights and here yeah. and there. And then when a worldwide pandemic gets in the way, yeah. that hinders things. But last week, as rules are just loosening a little bit and you're allowed to have groups of 10 who are still socially distance practicing, so Lee shot two days. And it's my favorite kind of shoot that I haven't participated in in a while. I had no real responsibility. I was still helping out, and it was only like a four-hour day. That's like all my favorite That's things. Great. And so what it was was shooting in a theater, and he had an actor 
But it's funny to think about a bigger budget production doing this or a budgeted production doing <laughs> this. I think there's photos. You, you might have photos on his Instagram or somewhere. But imagine a sound person with a boom pole and that boom pole is pulled out to be eight feet long. So they're at a safe distance. And then a camera person and they're at a safe distance. And then an actor kind of standing front and center in the cinema as if they're doing a speech. And then Lee is directing. So he's somewhere. So that's four people. And then I was way back and I set up a light in the balcony for him. So it's five people. And he had another actor kind of hanging around. But it just was interesting that everyone was following the rules. Everyone's being good, staying away from each other. But you can't get much more complicated than that. Like, you can't have a fight scene really right now. Yeah. That's basically what he's doing is he's kind of knocking off little one-off scenes like that. Yeah. So it was super fun. It's always great to be in the cinema doing something. But it just made me think of a bigger production. And it's like, unless you're doing something like Jungle Book where it's one live action kid and a bunch of voiceovers mm-hmm. and you can kind of stay away from each other because it's a big warehouse you're yeah, filming yeah. in. But stuff like soap operas or stuff where it's like two people in a car together. Yeah, well, because I was asking him like how much he has left to shoot because even... Like I, I was in a scene last year and at that point, I think he added like another year worth of footage, like not a year, but like, as you say, you know, you're shooting on weekends, you're shooting whenever someone yeah. can. So it's like, it could be another year. And so it could be, you know, two plus years filming for a movie. But then he was saying, I think that like one of the last major things they have to do is a big fight scene. And it's just, what the hell, you know, like if you'd known the pandemic was coming, you could have shot that first maybe, but like. You're yeah. stuck now. I can't speak for him, but I'm pretty sure when we were chatting, he's like, he's basically just in no rush now. Right. So whether it be a year from now or six months from now, say if it sounds so horrible to talk about, but if it's a year from now that you're like, everything's 100% better. Yeah. Then next summer he could do it. Because yeah, if this was a thing like a movie where you're filming five days a week, 12 hours a day for eight weeks, then yeah. you're done. But when you're filming three, four hours every Saturday, it's a bit different. But no, it was fun. And Sam, our resident Rocky Horror guy, and Mark, another Rocky Horror guy, they're both in it. Yeah, so I don't know when it's going to be done. But I'm, it, I'm excited to see like what it looks like. Even like Who knows? Because it's like kind of like piecemeal. But like you know, it's just like it, yeah. it's shot in different realities at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody involved, anybody out there just kind of doing anything, right. it's just so nice to do something. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been so happy with since March 15th to now is I've been lucky that we do the podcast once a week and then Mm -hmm. I edit it and that I've been doing a ton of Mayfair social media stuff and all the fundraising stuff and that Mm -hmm. I've done a number of interviews, like a couple via Zoom, a couple in person. That's another thing that happened recently is somebody came in and interviewed me. They wanted to be in-house to kind of get pictures. Oh, yeah, before the podcast. Yeah. You were busy that day. They were super, came in a mask and gloves and the whole bit. Today, somebody came in, an artist who wanted to take some photos inside the cinema and is doing some kind of project with that, might make some prints or something and mm-hmm. said if she sells them, would do like a give the Mayfair a cut of it for a, a donation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just nice to have stuff happening now that we could. And everybody's been on the same page of wearing masks and staying away from each other and all that stuff. So yeah. no dummies here. <laughs> so. nah, it's is. Hit and miss on the bus on the, on the way over here. There was oh, several yeah. people without masks. I really thought the sign said mandatory. I thought you needed one, yeah. Pretty sure, but... And I mean, the, the first guy I was like pretty old. So I was like, oh, I guess if you're fine with it, then okay. But then just other people. And I was like, whatever, you know, like it's... it's I'm, I'm wearing the mask. I can only worry about me. I'm not going to pick yeah. fights with non-maskers, you know? 
but nah, it's not. I still need a custom mask. I, I was like, maybe like a Raptors one or like, I still think the idea of mask, the cartoon on a mask would be that's pretty really fun. Cool. Yeah, that or like Optimus Prime's face yeah. thingy. Mask, that's another one that probably only had one season, but we think it went on for years. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny, your false memories of stuff like that. And time is different when you're a kid. It's when I remember I was really young. I was four when my dad brought me to see Empire Strikes Back. But I had seen Star Wars. I got to fact check this with my mom. But I'd seen Star Wars recently before that, either that same summer. Drive-ins were a bit more free back then to do rep screenings Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So either that same summer, because I do know that Empire was delayed in Ottawa or maybe even Ontario because of a strike. Hmm. So say I saw Empire not in May, but in like the fall or something. Yeah. My dad, I was savvy enough to know that there might be another one because there was a part one and I was just savvy enough to know the way Empire ended or maybe I was just being hopeful that I love this, I want more. And I looked at my dad and said, when's the next one? Thinking it was going to be like next week. Yeah. And he said, well, the last one I think was three years ago. So the next one is maybe in another three years. And I remember just being like, three years? What are you talking about? Because when you're four... That's your whole life. Yeah. It'd be like if you were 30 and saying, yeah, the next one comes out in 28 years. <laughs> so yeah, you have a different skew of time when you're a kid. Like, I remember my dad bemoaning that when we were watching them as, as kids on VHS, like the trilogy. Right. And then he was like, well, you know, when I, I saw these, I had to wait three years in between. And now you get to just pop it in right after. And you're just like, sure, dad. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Like, real good story. I do like how Disney, for their TV shows are spacing them out Mm -hmm. because if Mandalorian had just been all available in one day, I would have just watched them all in one day. Definitely. So I I do like that. It's some people whine about it, but I like that it's spaced out. Gives you some time to think about it, to talk about it. Yeah, well, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, like the like a Michael Jordan doc as well. Like I mean, if you just dropped ten episodes at once and it's just over, then it's just it's you know it's nice to think someone could space it out on their own, but people don't. Like they just yeah. blast through it. Some people stay up and watch like a ten hour thing like at midnight. Oh my god, yeah, as they have to be first, you know. And I, I remember there being spoilers about Stranger Things season two or whatever. The next morning. So meaning that at 12.01 a.m., yeah. somebody stayed up all night and watched eight, I think whatever it was, like eight 40-minute yeah. episodes. <laughs> I feel it's more nostalgic and it's more almost cinematic, having that wait in between. Mm. There's something about that, whether it be a movie that has a cliffhanger or just one that you hear is coming. Like There's something about that wait, that, yeah. especially when you're a kid. I thought of it recently because a friend of mine got me some Topps trading cards. Ooh. Just random. And it was something like she ordered something from a geek site and they sent her some and were like, and she was like, Josh would like these. Yeah. So it was Batman 89, Adam's Family, Hook, and Rocketeer. Batman 89, this might have been the last hurrah of this, actually still has like the gum in it. Oh boy. And Gwen says, I wonder why they stopped putting gum in it. And I was like, I wonder if it was collector's faults because I opened it. And it was a white card with the gum. Yeah. And the gum was made sure. a stain on it. Yeah, the outline for sure. So I was like, I wonder if collectors were like, man, gum's ruining my cards. Yeah. But it made me think of, at that time, pre-internet, and it wasn't, you know, VHS existed, but it was a different world. Like, everything wasn't at your fingertips still. So there was VHS. There was that chance to watch Star Wars when you wanted, if you had it. But for some stuff, that magazine special or those tops cards were your only chance to revisit something because your parents weren't going to bring you to the movie theater every day. Yeah. Whereas now, 
Now you own a movie theater. <laughs> that too. But now I know my friends with kids have seen Frozen 2 right. 8,000 times. And you can't lie to kids anymore. Because it used to just be like, oh, the video store is all sold out. Yeah. And now it's just like, they know. They're like, no, it's there. Give me. Damn it. You still have to sit through it. Those terrible things. Man, you made you think of those. Remember those? I can't remember if it was the whole Star Wars trilogy or because the one I'm thinking of was Jedi. But you remember those widescreen cards that were like those oh, longer yeah. Yeah, cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were pretty cool. Like, I mean, they're a little, they're awkward if you're trying to like put them with your other cards and they're way too damn long. <laughs> yeah. But that was like these like weird card tricks they did when we were kids. Or I mean, kids, quote unquote. Yeah. I've, I've been a kid for 37 years. So, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, like it's so weird to think of the, the gum thing now. Like at the time, it yeah. was such a treat and it was amazing. And I can't imagine cards without gum. And now I'm like, God, that was weird. And the way that, like, I remember packages of, say, chiclets. Yeah. And the chiclets would just be in the box. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now they're in their own little, you know, it's more waste, but they're in their own little tinfoil container in the box. So before they just were like, ah, throw the candy in there. And it's like that with gum, where you think that gum was packaged, stuck alongside some cardboard cards, the wrapping, yeah, put into a store, shipped, and then you just put it in your mouth. Yeah, and with no second thought. Like I, I, I remember like being like my older brother opening cards, and I would get this shard of cracked <laughs> yeah. gum. It was horrific. Like it wasn't even good gum, but like I loved it. And it's just like that smell even was just you know yeah it's pure nostalgia i'm like just i do remember stuff. having some actual chewy gum out of card case yeah i, I think it was hit and miss because I, yeah. do, I do remember like certain times you would get good ones but then i remember other times it would just be this like hard broken piece that you could stab someone with basically and it was just we, i still ate it obviously but i mean well that's like this could be my recommendation for the week <laughs> Is it gum cards? Well, one of my favorite things that Tops has started doing the last few years is if you don't have the mindset or the budget or the time to collect cards, especially old cards, mm -hmm. they've started making books the last few years. And I have a number of them. I have Planet of the Apes, Star Trek, the original series, mm. and then Star Wars Empire Jedi. And they're just really cool. And they're kind of big, fat, mini coffee table books. They have all the cards in them, front and back. Mm-hmm. The dust jacket feels like old trading cards. Then it has like annotations. Yeah. But they're really cool. They're really cool little books to flip through. And especially from the cinematic side of things for Planet of the Apes or the Star Wars movies, getting an actual set of that could cost a fortune. So oh, it's yeah. like, you know, for 20 bucks, 25 bucks, you can get this really cool little hardcover book that has all the cards in it. Yeah. So yeah, that's my recommendation. I saw those at even like Canadian Superstore, like Loblaws or something that sometimes have books. I mean, like, like this was a couple of years ago, but I yeah. remember seeing one of the Star Wars Tops ones. And I was just like, that's really cool. I, I realistically shouldn't buy this for myself. <laughs> but like, like it's on, on another one on the list of stuff I should, I want, but like shouldn't pay money for. Yeah. But great. My recommendation was I did a, a Shaw Brothers double bill, but like not one you'd expect. Well, I don't know what you'd expect, but anyway, not this. And so it was uh, Mighty Peking Man, which I had never actually seen, but I remember in uh, the late 90s, I guess, when Quentin Tarantino had the Presents series. Oh, right. Switchblade yeah. Sisters and Mighty Peking Man. And I mean, there must have been a couple Hardcore more. Hardcore logo, I remember. Yeah, it was like, which is kind of random after those other two. You're like, okay, yeah. now we're jumping ahead <laughs> to the 90s, I guess. But And so I remember, yeah, like actually, I actually, I even got the poster, like from the it was video flicks in the town that I was from, and I eventually later worked there. And I remember getting the poster for it, and I, I never did see the movie. And and so I finally watched that along with Inframan, 
which was basically like a kaiju type movie, but it was just it was essentially proto Power Rangers. I've seen that. Yeah, like yeah. like essentially um like Ultraman or whatever, pretty much. And so it's just like the dude, you know, he's turning into thing and he's fighting these monsters, and it's like silly as hell, obviously, but like it's so fun. Like both of those just ridiculous movies, and I I, I watch the dubbed versions because I'm like, if you're gonna be watching stuff like this, I feel like you got to add the extra comedy to it. It was a ton of fun. Like I watched it with a couple friends, and and it was very entertaining and recommended. I love any man in suit. Or Power Rangers style. And there's so many of those movies. Like dozens, dozens and dozens. Like there's all the famous ones that we know. Like mm. your Godzillas and Mechagodzillas. And more with Godzilla. More with Godzilla. <laughs> I was trying to think of of, of a Gamera and yeah. Ultraman. But I think it was Ultraman that... It's almost like what we were talking about before. Like you think like, ah, there's five or six of these. Yeah. And they were like, there's 40 of them. It's crazy. Like there's... Like Godzilla, including some American knockoffs and stuff like that. There's like 50 of them. Yeah. And that's just the Godzilla movies with Godzilla in the title. And then there's all like the spinoffs. And for any kind of what we call Power Rangers type thing, there's dozens and dozens of feature films. Yeah. Because they would just bring them out. Like sometimes one a year, or I think maybe even more than one a year for decades. Yeah. I'd never get tired of watching those. No. And, and those all those weird like knockoff, like the, like, like Kogi Luizzi or I can't remember his exact, exact name, but the one that was like the original Godzilla, but then he like colored it with crayons basically. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, about yeah. that one, Yeah, but it was like an Italian release, I believe it was. And and so it's just, it's such, it's awful. Like it's really hard to watch, especially if you've ever seen the original Godzilla and you're like, okay, why is there just random color all over? Like Ted Rogers took it or whatever. Yeah. Whoever it is. Or Ted Turner, not Ted Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not right. I feel like I'm turning the lead here. <laughs> just naming <laughs> random names. It really is absurd how, how they've really bastardized Godzilla in so many of these movies. Yeah. And it's, it's like anything else. It's like when Godzilla became a Saturday morning Hanna-Barbera cartoon and they added Godzuki. <laughs> yeah, it always comes back to Godzuki. Oh, I, Godzuki. I had to switch for my double bill. I, I, there's a funny, like someone took the uh, Buster Rhymes song and it dubbed it over a bunch of uh, Godzilla clips from the series. Yeah. And there's several Godzuki parts and you're just like, oh, you suck, Godzuki. <laughs> we don't like you. Okay, so let's wrap things up. Stay tuned because yeah. we are we are tiptoeing towards... We don't yeah. know anything. Still not open. Still not Clearly, open. We would have said it by now. But just that it seems like in Ottawa, anyhow, patios are open. Stores are kind of allowed to be open with certain rules. Mm-hmm. Some outdoor events with spacing or if it's a car. There's been some like some drive-ins here, but you got to stay in your car. Mm-hmm. So it's happening. We just keep fingers crossed that we don't get this second wave that people are threatening that might come. And then we all have to go back and hide in our basements for another couple months. Ugh. But let's just think happy thoughts. We're doing stuff around here. We're getting ready. We're ordering things. Like we're going to get the stuff. So you know, which rows of the seats you could sit in and stuff for the floors, so you know, where you can stand all this crazy sci-fi world that we're in now. But yeah, just basically all you can do to be updated is stay tuned to our, whatever your social media of choices, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all those. As soon as we know something, too, there'll be a big blurb on the front of our website, I'm sure. Yeah, because our, our friends at the Rio Theater, way over in Vancouver, Man. they're opening up this Friday. Oh, wow. And I don't know the exact rules, but it's limited. It's all old films. Already somebody whined about that, and they're like, there are what? no new films. Oh, my God. Because I think they're basically doing everything, and I think this is going to happen in a lot of places, that I want to do, where I believe Jaws is one of their first movies. Yeah. Do the right thing. I think they're actually bringing back Parasite, which is funny. God. 
So I don't know if we would do that. But because yeah, Jaws and Indiana Jones, I think, are top of the box office right now in the States or something. There was someone was saying that yeah. they'd oh, been re-released. So cool. It's so hilarious. And it's not like they're making $80 million. But no, they're... no, no. Yeah, that's a very misleading thing, too. You're like, top of the box office with $5,000. <laughs> I think we might have a chance at a couple of newish films because I know there's a few indie films that are floating around. Pretty much a lot of stuff that was supposed to be theatrical or get a small theatrical window just went straight to streaming. Yeah, like King of Staten Island and stuff like that. Yeah, whether it be King of Staten Island or Scoob, mm-hmm. you know. Or, they, yeah, they, so, they go hand in hand. So we'll see. I We might get, you know, considering that there was movies that finished filming right before this went down mm-hmm. and have had the last three months to edit in a responsible manner. Yeah. Those movies will start rolling out. And then there's all these big ones that are just sitting on a shelf. So apparently that cage one where he's in an amusement park fighting animatronics has finished filming. Oh, God. Or already had finished filming. I, I want to see so, that. Yeah, yeah. So stay hyped for that. Willie's Wonderland. If we can get Willie's Wonderland, yeah, we will we, get we Willie's will Wonderland. Be, that will be the new Canada's Wonderland, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, yeah. And our friends at House of Targa just have their store open now. So you can order pierogies from them. And I think it's every Saturday and Sunday. Hmm. You can go pick up your stuff from Targ. Say nice things about us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we'll be back next week with maybe more news of when we are going to open. I feel like we just say that so you'll keep listening. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it'll happen. Cliffhanger. Woo. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, we should show Cliffhanger when we come back. Along (laughs) with the the Gadzuki Film Fest. Who dares to battle the deadliest creatures of the universe? Watch out, because nothing can stop Inframan. He's six million years beyond bionics, beyond the time barrier, beyond your wildest imagination. The ultimate adventure with the ultimate superhero. An explosion of excitement with Inframan.